We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Dr. Aaron Wiseman. I'm a fellow Dr. Podcast Network member, life coach, and mama three. I kick butt, I take names, and I help other high-achieving people do the exact same. And today, I want to invite you over to my podcast, Dr. Me First. It's well over 300 episodes, and each one is filled with inspiration and advice from amazing guests. So grab your wife, your mom, your sister, your best friend, and come tune in as we explore what it means to be a woman in medicine and a woman in this world. Because this podcast is a dose of everything that I needed when I was burned out, exhausted, and ready to quit it all. At the end of the day, I do this to help you feel more connected to yourself and to connect with others. I love to end my show with a kick of encouragement, so here's my favorite tagline. Your life, your calling, your pulse matters. See you over at Dr. Me First. So welcome everybody to this week's uh, episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And as you know, we have four core tenets that we um, espouse for the podcast. So the first is financial freedom. Second is location freedom, time freedom, and emotional freedom. And today's guest, we have two very special guests, a, a couple powerhouse um, host and founder of the podcast BS Free MD. We have Dr. Tim and, and Dr. May um, from Eugene, Oregon, and they have a fantastic podcast, a uh, great platform where they expose the BS in the medical profession, and they bring on some very interesting guests that help to show the viewers behind the scenes. So without ado, um, we'll introduce Dr. Tim and May, and um, we'll let them tell their story. Dr. Tim and May, welcome. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks so much. We're excited to be here. This is super fun. Yeah, we're, we're all part of this uh, group called the Doctors Podcast Network, and we're here to um, really um, help each other grow and, you know, really collaborate. So tell us about, you know, how the BS Free MD podcast got started, your background, your motivations. I'm, I'm always curious, like, what was the superpower behind, you know, the creation? Um. I guess I'll start. So as what happened to everybody when COVID hit, it really turned everyone's lives upside down. And I had, we both had done tons of reading. Like we were reading hours a day on this because, you know, it, it, there was new information. It was like drinking out of a fire hose. And, and tell them that we, we, like many other people, were scheduled to go on our nice annual vacation, literally April 1st. And then obviously we were going nowhere and we're, we volunteered to sort of furlough at home for, I think it was two or three weeks. Yeah, for so the first three weeks. And we so were stuck at home with nothing else to do, but stare at the TV like everybody else, watch the Johns Hopkins ticker drop and research. Yeah. So we had been um, practicing, you know, rural family medicine and urgent care for, you know, about just, just, uh, just about 30 years. And, you know, I'd seen a lot of different medicine, made a lot of really powerful connections in our community as far as patients. You know, I it felt like I delivered half of the two towns that I worked in. And 
we patients were just like you know pinging us and reaching out in every way you know old patients old friends all this like what's the deal with this covid what's going to happen you know is everyone going to die and so we just started reading we felt it was really our responsibility um to read as much as we could and try to decipher what was going on so we started um facebook live streams and they were they kind of blew us away like we'd have almost 200 people live <laughs> these live streams and then, no. you know get five or ten thousand you know views after and we're like basically i was like i'm getting tired of answering all these questions let's just do live stream and let them like ask questions live and then they can watch it back so we don't have to do this like a hundred times during the week and, and so we're like okay you know maybe we can move this into the podcast world i always felt that you know if i had any job i could just pick and it could replace my income i would you know maybe be radio i listened i used to listen to tons of podcasts and talk radio and so forth over the years and i just love that format you kind of got the radio voice. Yeah, kind of. I need yeah. to I need to start smoking cigarettes though to get the FM. <laughs> the, but the other part that you didn't say too is that both of us being physicians, you know, dual physicians. I mean, our poor kids. So we are always like talking shop at home all the time and talking about things that we're doing at work, work um, whether it's the right thing, discussing new therapies, things that we're having to do, and just like analyzing it critiquing it and finally we're like why are we why don't we just share this this would be like people would eat this up and then after having done the live stream they really liked how we feed off each other and how we play off each other and we don't always agree on things either and so they love you know watching watching that interaction between us as well as um our differing opinions so it was almost you know became a no-brainer too as time went on we're like yeah this is gonna work and we should definitely push forward with the post podcast thing um so how do we do that and that then takes us to how we got to doctor podcast network yeah and they were unbelievably supportive um you know we had we had been in you know communicating with the the founder before just with, with regards to some financial things and uh his financial business and you know then the network of people the unbelievable physicians that we met through this um and then just the support like we were you know I've, i never had felt old until uh we started the <laughs> okay. podcasting and and we're everything's online and everything's a new app and a new format and i was just like my goodness i know i know what yeah, you know, when they said it well, was we'll like to be old we'll ping you on slack and he's like it just sounded like a bunch of like Scarbly gook to me. What? <laughs> like, what is ping? What is slack? But anyway, so we launched our podcast. Finally, we got figuring out what to do and had all help from DPN. We couldn't have done it without them. They're awesome for the newbies like us. And so our podcast launched in January. I think it was the ninth, right? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So they drop every Thursdays, um, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and I don't know if I missed one, but we have um, dropped. Yeah. So we have been doing that every Thursday and have a blast. Now we're on episode 18, come, 19 coming out this week. Yeah. Um, and uh, we basically are just putting things out there, different content. Like we've talked about the opioid crisis, the opioid epidemic, how we've known it through our careers and, and how that swung the pendulum has swung. We've interviewed um, the author of Fentanyl Inc., uh, wow. Yeah, which was amazing. We have started doing a series on the doctor as patient and what that's like to be a patient from the doctor's perspective. We've done some COVID uh, talks and 
And then don't forget the best of every yes, month. I knew, which you'd, is, I knew you'd get it. Which is Docktails with Cocktails, <laughs> where we feature a spirit or a cocktail. We're looking for alcohol sponsors, so anyone out there. And um, and we have a, a couple drinks, and we share the lighter side of what's happened to us over 30 years of, you know, I honestly thought that I've seen everything, and then something else happens at work, and I go, no, I guess I have. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I remember that. It's like, yeah, we've seen it all, and then you're right. Something comes in. I'm like, okay, I guess we're naive to some new things did here. We, but... Did we ever do the one where I was driving 150 miles? An yes, hour we did that one. We did that. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. We did stupid things we've done as doctors. Stupid things we've been done as patients. We talked about when Tim worked with his appendix ruptured, and then you know he had to drive himself to the hospital, and how it ruined our weekend, and you know all my ortho and woes and things and illnesses and dumb things we've done trying to he did his first marathon and we share that story it's super funny we had just finished residency or just a, it were yeah. second years anyway we thought we were going to be heroes and stole all this ivs and bags of fluid and it's on the lawn of the parliament buildings in victoria bc and we're like we're gonna hydrate you after and <laughs> So dumb because all we did was fill his bladder and he could barely like make it to the porta potty yeah, to I pee. Yeah, I stand up and I got like these wooden legs and I'm like, this was completely. <laughs> anyway, we have fun doing those episodes because it's really pretty loose. It's not structured and we just laugh at things we've done. So we yeah. have the idiot awards. We make fun of some of the funny things everybody's seen in the name of COVID, that kind of stuff. So that's where we're at and we're loving it. Absolutely. That's awesome. I love that story. And um, for for the viewers and listeners, um, you know, every podcast is different. It has its own vibe and it has its own um, uh, ways of um, interaction. So, you know, that's the beauty of podcasting is, you know, the spontaneity, the authenticity, and just the stories and sharing. So I love that. And the pandemic was actually you know, it was best year for creatives because, you know, you had the internet, you had social media and everybody stuck at home. So people got creative and, you know, and actually new businesses came about and, um, you know, in a lot of uh, industries like work, the work industry and, you know, remote from home and all of these are changing the world. So, um, and it's awesome that you guys, you know, took something um, in crisis and you created something out of it. So, and, and now it's a, you know, it's a beautiful thing now. So, um, to push us over the edge and off the cliff to like just get doing it yeah so you're right yeah um so tell, tell us like uh, in terms of you know creation like uh what is what are some of your um most uh the challenging in terms of launching a podcast starting a podcast um you know for i know there's a lot of people interested they have youtube channels and instagram but now they want to venture out into the the podcast format we have clubhouse now so um what are some of the tips and tricks or and you know feel free to share that well you know honestly for us the um the hardest part was the technical aspect um no. you know i was we're neither of us were super i mean i'm i'm technically adept if it's fixing an old car but as far as like the electronic technology and the interfaces, you know, using Libsyn and Squadcast and, all, and how all those have to work together. And then, you know, getting the approvals for all of the, you know, the publishing sites like Apple and Spotify and so forth. And we found that the, you know, DPN was just indispensable in making that happen. Uh, content so, so, we, so we farmed that out. Like I would say for sure we'll record it, but then we just hire someone to mix the sound 
And so when we record our um, interviews, which we use Squadcast, which actually we really like that a lot. It's worked really well. And I would definitely pitch that one for sure. But when you do the interview and it records it, then you have these two soundtracks. You have the guest and you have you. And, you know, the first time we went back to listen to that, the first interview we did, which was with Ben Westhoff, the author of Fentanyl Ilk, we hit play and all we could hear was us. And we're like, oh, no. Like we thought that we had like this hour and a half of this wonderful guy and we, we blew it. Yeah, two full episodes and we're like, oh, oh. So basically we didn't know these things and we so it's and we don't know how to mix them. I mean, it's probably not hard, but it's not our forte. So we have an audio guy that does that for us. So if you, it's not your thing, you can um, farm it out or I would say have uh, hire someone else to do it. There's lots of people that do the audio and a lot of people just do it themselves. They, I know that a roadcaster is a really popular tool to use. A lot of people in our network use it. Um, it makes it really easy. Um, I would say another tip is have a really good quality microphone. Uh-huh. It, yeah. You know, that's easy to do, but it's totally worth it. And also just setting up your space. I put it actually on our Instagram. I posted it and it's in the Instagram. Um, what are they called? Not on the stories on the favorites or there's so I did I took a picture a picture I did a little video of our room and how we set up our office for really good sound and that's really important and so you know just extra curtains hanging around we hung them up and made like a little closet pillows blankets, <laughs> ways to deaden sound little things you can get on Amazon to put on the ceiling that absorbs that is huge and it's really easy so that's really important sound quality because if people don't like the sound quality I know that our son won't listen to it. So that's a good tool. So sound quality, audio, you can farm out. Um, the other thing about the podcast is, right, you have to figure out how to get it up to the, onto the um, whatever platforms you're going to use. And then you have to write a little description. Um, I like writing, so it's not bad. I mean, it's pretty easy to just write a brief description. I don't know what you do, but I just write a few paragraphs and link things, and it's pretty easy to it, do. It's been interesting because, you know, we complement each other so well, I think, just even in our dialogue, but but even in what our strengths are. Like, May's a, May's a writer. I'm not a writer, but I can talk continuously to the, you know, ad nauseum, as they would say. and And so... The content creation part from our perspective is never was never at least so far has not really been a huge challenge because there's just always so many ideas and we'll see something at work or someone will ask us a question you know do something about this or and and so that part has been the real joy because i've wanted to do something creative for a long time i felt kind of you know stifled in in um corporate medicine from a creative perspective and so this has just been a wonderful outlet to do that and you know we said look you know, sure, if it earns us money, if it allows us to build a business, that would be great. That would be the icing on the cake. But honestly, just just the creative part of it has just been so freeing for us and liberating. You know, you talk about that, you know, emotional freedom. <laughs> That's been part yeah. of the future. Yeah. As far as actual content creation and I don't know any tips on that, I would say that be everybody's got something unique to say. And it took me even a long while to sort of figure it out. I'd be like, well, who wants to listen to this 50-something lady that does country medicine and she's an empty nester and, you know, she's family practice but doesn't have any crazy – she's an academic, whatever. And then I'm like, well, gosh, 
when you think about like things in my life and what we've gone through, I mean, that in itself is unique. Plus everybody's story is different and people have different interests. I mean, whether it's a medicine podcast, a financial podcast, you want to talk about say just migraines and your, or living with lupus or over overcoming burnout, or, I mean, there's always more of that or just supporting other people. Or like Tim said, you know, if you are left-handed and do, you know, left-handed, you could do a whole show on cool left-handed <laughs> stuff. I mean, so there's yeah. definitely a niche for, for <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And so figure out your niche, um, cause that makes it more interesting. And then, you know, is it just going to be you talking or are you going to have guests on both? You know, at first I thought, oh, we're doomed because it's just us talking and we need to have guests to make it more interesting. But, you know, interviewing is a skill that is, um, I learned like, oh, you know, letting, learning to interview is a skill in itself. So I really appreciate people that have great podcasts and interview well. So um, if you're going to do that, learn up on some techniques. It, it, well, it's interesting because if you, if you listen to Rogan, you don't ask very many questions. I mean, you know, you yeah. let he's he's an expert at letting the guests mm -hmm. carry the show. Yeah. And then, you know, he lights a joint. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, those are that's the I guess the first things that pop in my head. Yeah. That's um yeah, it was it was very I I found that, you know, pun the the technical aspects and just learning is like that was a, a skill in it in and of itself you know social media and all the different platforms and just learning how to record and you mentioned sound and video and lighting so all of those um but you know it's a very valuable skill set for um, creators and um it's a very valuable way for your marketing education uh getting to your clients so you know all of those um tips and um resources that you mentioned you know are all very valuable in terms of uh, guests, uh, what um, what's been some of the the your cha challenges or tips and tricks in getting guests and um, you know uh, getting them on the show and and creating you know the the vibe and the content? Yeah, you know it's interesting because you know our our vibe is looser as you could probably tell, but we've had some really serious stuff. Um, the 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 series we did on the opioid ep epidemic, I'm actually really really proud of because we started from kind of the medical part and how the medical system let essentially the country down. Um, and then yeah. we moved into, you know, the second wave with fentanyl. And we interviewed a family um, that we have known for decades who lost a son to the fentanyl. Um, oh, uh -huh. That was incredibly powerful. We just kind of opened, we said, look, I, I think that a lot of people would, you know, just look in your backyard, your neighbor, look where, where you're at locally first as far as finding guests yeah and then and then from there it was amazing because you know when we interviewed ben westhoff who wrote fentanyl inc i mean this guy actually posed as a drug dealer and went to china and went to the actual labs so, so tell him sort of how we got that and, guest. and we got that connection because we had interviewed this family that were friends of ours who had this terrible tragedy and um they read the book he read the book twice the father of this of this deceased child and he just reached out to ben and he said he hey this is what directly. happened i wrote your book yeah. read your book twice it's really good you, you got to talk to the, my friends that are doctors blah 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 and ben's like yeah sure i'm totally down for it yeah and then um with uh, dr mccullough how did you get a hold of him so i actually you talk about investing i was on one of my on one of my covid penny stocks somebody posted a video and it was peter mccullough testifying to the Texas State House, and he's been really passionate about how 
we've really been derelict as physicians in, in trying to treat patients early with COVID and just relying solely on the vaccines. And I was like, wow, here's somebody that's doing something different, but is really rational and is a, is imp has impeccable credentials with regards to his scholarship. So I just emailed him. I said, you know, all, all you can say is no, right? I mean, if you don't ask, nothing happens. You ask, yeah. knows what happens. And I, I emailed him and said, hey, you know, we do this podcast. It's called BS3MD, Wife and Our Family Doctors. I was blown away by, you know, you know your testimony in Texas. And he's like, um, I'd be delighted. That's the text I get. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Our email. So we've been pretty you know? bold about just asking people that were, you know, we've reached out to someone else. Tim wanted to do a talk on a, risk, a series on risk. Um, you know, haven't heard back from some of these people, but like you say, you can always reach out and ask because all that's going to happen is nothing. But if you don't, then all that's you know, going to happen is nothing. nothing for sure. So there's that. I think um, then once you make a connection, there's always someone else that they might know or recommend. The Doctor Podcast Network itself has been valuable, obviously, for getting connections and names of people because some people... Um, or better for some people's shows than others, or they'll go on multiple shows, or someone in our network will know someone, so that's helpful. The other thing is, we have, um, I just signed up, and it's this new, uh, I wish I could remember the name of it, it's Pod, uh, Podmatch, I believe. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. What, did, so what is it? It's a, it's a online site it's kind of like a dating site for podcasters <laughs> you go in there and you put whether you're a, you want to be a guest on someone's show or you are looking um your host and you're looking for people to come on as, as guests so you can and you can be both and you fill in all your information the name of your podcast and what it's about and what kind of guests you're looking for and the vibe and how you'd proceed and they ask all kinds of questions and you can put pictures and then it literally you can do the free version it literally matches you it scores you with someone and i think you get two free matches per day uh, oh. if you do the paid version it's multiple and, and you can search around in there so that's pretty cool and i do know that um, someone in our podcast network has found guests on there too so there's these kinds of ways i think May, well, we got know. we have what we got three guests out of the oh. uh, physician side gigs on Facebook. Oh, nice! Yeah, you know they heard that we we're doing this. They listen, and then they reach out to you. They're like, "Hey, you know, we really liked what you had to say. It was a really cool vibe. Um, this is my story." And then you ch you cling on, you know, you cl click on some of these, and you're like, "Well, you're like ten times better than me." <laughs> 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 So yeah, that's the other places on Facebook with any of the physician groups have the been physician in. Physician groups on Facebook have mm -hmm. been really pretty surprisingly good, actually. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, use Instagram as well, but it's almost more, I don't find it as well, as good for connecting with people on a one-on-one -on -one conversation that you can do in the Facebook groups. So that's what, that's my bias. Um, but that's kind of where we've been looking and where we've gotten pe people so far. Yeah, like oh and then then as far as problems okay well the oh so we have really bad internet where we live and we've learned that we cannot record audio and video at the same time because uh, we wanted to do this and record it and possibly use it for our youtube channel as well but where we live is just basically like dial up if anybody even is old enough on on here <laughs> dial up is is bad so we frag just with our um couple of our interviews to the point where like the system crashed you know within the first five or ten minutes and we and we couldn't even use our phones so you need to make sure you're 
you do have good internet and it can handle your audio and video capabilities. Most people are probably not rural like us and living off the, living on the edge of the grid. But we're, we go to my start, dad's gonna, in town now, honestly, uh, to do it because it, it it's bad. We're going to start a fasting and prayer vigil for Starlink <laughs> to get here as fast as possible. <laughs> $99, so, so I'm waiting for that to show up. So we've had problems like that or people who have never used, you know, Squadcast and aren't sure how to turn off things or you know, mute things in the background and you can hear their baby screaming and sound, you know, it's just, it's all fun. I, I mean, I don't get uptight about it, but it's just stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm so, you know. yeah, that's such invaluable advice. So, um, what, what transition, I know you had some, um, you know, advice to the viewers of, um, I know, cause we're, this is a podcast for finances. So if you want to share things not to do, um, I know you had some thoughts about that. So, and feel free to, you know, um, let viewers know your thoughts and ideas. Well, on the podcasting side of it, you're not going to get rich right away doing a podcast. You're not <laughs> going to be broken. We made our, we got our first check in. So for January, we got our first check in February and it was uh, two digits. Two yeah, so, and zero digits. Yes. <laughs> so now, as far as the finance thing, I think, you know, from, from a physician perspective and a physician couple perspective. Yeah. I, I think the I think the most important thing to not do is to not listen to your hype. So you know everyone around us. I mean, we live in a smaller town, but we have people here that have been, have run very successful businesses, especially in the logging industry. And and even those folks who I'm sure their net worth is you know an order of magnitude more than ours are like, well, they can they can buy whatever they want because they're both doctors. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Um, you know, running a business is, you know, that's been in business for 50 years is probably far more successful than anything I'm going to produce in, you know, five years. And so, you know, you, the, the tremendous amount of self sort of the delayed gratification you go through in medical training, and then we're like, okay, now we're rich. Well, no, no, now you're not. Now, now you've graduated residency and you're starting a job and you have, you actually have negative net worth and, but you have decent cash flow. And, and, and understanding those concepts and leveraging those to your advantage is critically important. And, you know, so we went through, you know, several years of, um, you know, I was more of a, I'd save up and buy something big. May was told she could never buy anything. And so it was just as, like, yeah, as a kid, I had to save all my money to get through school. And so it's save, save, save literally like 10 years or more of saving. And, you know, going through residency where you don't spend, can't spend. I mean, there, there was a point before so then, we had kids where we would be, you know, I'd see all these like shoe boxes every time I came home. Pottery Barn and Zappos. And there was no Amazon. And, and Everything like, was showing up every like, day well, in the store. Well, if you're going to buy that, then I'm going to buy this. And then before you know it, you're like, what a, are we doing? It was a like, competition. This is ridiculous, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was the whole problem with the del delayed gratification. And now the volcano blows. For me, that was huge. Um, so having that uh, you know someone starting out even just knowing that and having a plan and we didn't really have a plan the only plan you know back in our day from what we were taught with our family from a different generation was just to pay yourself put some money away pay yourself first with a 10 percent saving was the rule mm -hmm. and it would all work out i mean that was that was how what it was well it's not quite that simple because yeah. we did that, and I thought, oh, we'll put the 10% away, and we'll just 
do whatever we want with the rest, however we want it. And then when I'm 50, I'll just retire from medicine. I had this number in my head. Well, I'm now almost 55 and I'm still not retired <laughs> because yeah, we're a lot closer. We're, we're doing really well now because we've really cleaned things it, up. It, it, it's but also we, amazing. But we didn't have a plan. It's also amazing when you really plan how quickly you can turn the ship around. Yes. I mean, personal finance, especially for physicians, it, you know, it, you can get yourself in enough trouble that you're turning an air, aircraft carrier. It's going to take a really long time. But really, if you really buckle down and plan, it's the plan that saves you. Oh. Um, you know, it's more like a speedboat turning. And, you know, we really. I think it, at one point, I mean, I'm being going to be really honest without sharing numbers. I mean, we were really we were we just had a lot of debt that we you know could take care of if we had to but it was just we had loans home loans car loans we were happy taking the kids places it's like yeah we, we can afford to do this we can get a line of credit because we have we were living fine it wasn't like we we're scraping by paycheck to paycheck but then at one point i'm like look at all this negative like this debt it was just like ugh. it just felt dirty and so then it, it really was like okay we got to make a plan how can we make this right it was just stop it, it you can do it, even though it looks like a huge mountain to overcome. Oh. I would say all you have to do is say, okay, we're going to stop contributing to the, the negative. And then the B word, which uh, I know a lot of people hate, the budget word, just like the diet word, is really not a true bad word. It is really just planning and is actually, since we started that faithfully, freeing because you can just see right. where things are going and tim's right you can turn the ship totally around really pretty quickly and go oh my gosh we're doing so well but you need to you need to have a a plan and you need to not do the big bad things you know is it a plan it was interesting we were at a we were at a charity golf event and they had uh, darren clark was there who was a professional golfer from from ireland actually and he said you know the difference between recreational golfers and pro golfers is Pro golf, recreational golfers play from the tee to the green. Pros play from the green to the tee. And that really actually struck me because when you think in anything in life and you think from a financial perspective, okay, if I want to retire at 45, if I want to retire at 55, if I want to retire at 70, those are different holes. But it, in, unless you know what retirement at X age means, you cannot plan correctly. You have to start with the end goal in mind. And we're like, okay, well, we'll save money. And then you know, we'll get to whatever age and we'll just have enough money. Well, if you don't know what that means, it, 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 you know, it affects how you take vacation. It affects how big of a house you have. It affects what other, you know, other things you, you know, spend disposable income on and it affects how you invest. I mean, wildly. Mm -hmm. And so that, that one is, uh, that's just being aware and having a plan. And, you know, we didn't, we, I would say that we sort of had our head in the sand for that. I mean, we were, For a long you know, time. we were doing the 401k stuff and oh, yeah. we did that mostly correct. We know we paid ourselves first. We did the greatest thing you can ever do from a financial perspective as a physician, which is not get divorced. Oh yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a huge, that's huge divorce. Yeah. So right. we, we did those two things. Um, we built probably too much house too uh, soon, too soon, but then we stayed in it. Yeah. You know, we didn't keep moving. And this is the only house we've ever owned. So this, I, I know from hearing talks and that is very, very, very rare. Yeah. Um, we came out of a residency and found our place we wanted to live. And this has been our forever house that we bought the property and added on. And we've been here for has it been 28 years. Almost. Well, almost. Yeah. So I know that's very rare, but 
it you know it's worked out okay but that not the house trap is another thing we see happening to people as well mm-hmm. as well as the the car thing i mean yeah, yeah. wants the nice car and so I like old collector cars and they go up in value. So <laughs> yes, we do. We do have that. I, I don't mind driving a 12 year old used car to work because I'd rather put that into my toys that if I had to, I can liquidate and actually recoup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's... But I, I would say now looking back, you know, I mean, I can laugh and tell you more stories about all the dumb things I did. You know, all the 0% interest credit cards that used to be available and just keep rolling them from one to the next. And, but to have, a plan and to do that like tim said about kind of have an idea where you want to go and how do you so how do you get there you got to work back like what's it going to take to retire if you're 55 or 50 and do you want a million do you want 10 million and so how do you get that and divvy it up and work back i prefer 10 (laughs) (laughs) find a, a, a financial planner advisor some place where that you trust that has even good advice start with listening well, what i did and what changed our lives was podcast actually yeah podcast i ever listened to is where i found um and i'm gonna plug it because i love financial residency um, <laughs> and that changed my thinking and i'm like this all makes sense like i've listened to some of the other very well-known financial people in the in the world and i'm like this is just sounds just cruel what they tell right, people to mean, do like you, you have like, to carry cash like, in my wallet and book a right. hotel and pick it. i'm like cash you mean like dave ramsey yeah. so <laughs> so find somebody though that you groove with that makes sense to you and follow the steps and come up with the plan yeah better than nothing so yeah i love that it's all uh, i love the idea of plan and habits and you know discipline saving so you guys touched up on that and you know it looks like you guys are um, you know, you did doing well and um, now you're sh- sharing and giving that advice back. So I love that. So Dr. Tim and Dr. May, um, I really enjoyed having you on my podcast and, you know, ho- hope to um, have you on future episodes. And uh, what what is one last uh, uh, tip that you want to share to viewers before we um, conclude tonight? Yeah, you know, I think, I, th- I think what I, the, the one thing I really appreciate about what you, you shared at the beginning was the, um, was the emotional freedom, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't give ourselves permission for that. And, you know, you still, you know, through the budgeting, through the discipline, through all of that, you still got to have fun. Otherwise, what are you saving money for? Yeah. For me, exactly. that was a big deal. I mean, I was always, you know, the, that's why, you know, our old email was fun docs because. You know, we'd go to the Columbia Gorge and windsurf every single weekend before we had kids and, you know, this kind of stuff. And it, that just, I mean, for me, that's a critical piece to the puzzle. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and how can, how can viewers uh, get in contact with you uh, through your podcast or through your social media or email? Um, feel free to let viewers know. So a couple of ways is our website is bsfreemd.com. Um, you could go on there and we actually have an email associated with, which is doc, D-O-C, at oh, bs3md.com. They could email us. We're also on Facebook, uh, bs3md, and Instagram as well. But the easiest ways is the email and Facebook. And then we're on all the major platforms, you know, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, et cetera. Um, yeah, we have a great time. We'd love to share it with you. 
Yeah, awesome. And uh, to the viewers, all the resources uh, mentioned will be in the show notes as well as the contact information. So uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, thanks for dropping all those golden nuggets of wisdom. And we look forward to collaborating in the future. Outstanding. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much. It's been our pleasure. Many thanks again for being here. If you're new, you can find me online at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Chris Liu, MD, PhD, where I have links to other episodes or links to online resources that will support you on your financial literacy journey. I'll see you there and on next week's show. While I bring you thoroughly vetted information on this show regarding a variety of financial topics, I cannot promise you a one-size-fits-all solution. This is why I caution you to continue to learn, educate yourself, and seek professional advice unique to your situation. If you want to talk to me, I'd welcome it. Please reach out via email at ChristopherLewMDPhD at gmail.com. That's ChristopherLewMDPhD at gmail.com. I read and personally respond to all of my emails. Talk soon.